a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us Original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the... San Diego Supercross wrap-up. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. Also to Alpine Stars and Max's Tires. Lots to talk about when it comes to San Diego and uh, everything that went down at Petco Park. Jason Anderson now has a nice points lead. We got some guys getting injured. We have, uh, yeah, real real interesting night uh, going on at San Diego. So let's get right into it. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing for making this happen. The Blake Baggett camo gear that uh, he was wearing in San Diego was pretty sweet, and uh, it, he took it to a third-place podium. Weston Pike wears fly racing. Seven Deuce Deuce is also a fly racing athlete, and uh, please check them out, flyracing.com. They make much more than gear. It's February, so go ahead and check out the uh, snow line that fly racing offers. Uh, tons of snow products, and uh, that's where they actually got their start all those years ago. <clears throat> so thanks, uh, thanks for those guys. Uh, for making it happen. Also, to Alpine Stars, you know the Tech 10, you know the quality that the Tech 10 has. It's continuously developed in racing for uncompromised performance and durability. Uh, the benchmark boot in motocross, the Alpine Star Tech 10, also to the A4 Chess Pro. Please check that out. Alpine Star protects and Maxis tires. <clears throat> the MXST tire is coming out real soon. Developed by the King <clears throat> Jeremy McGrath. I'll be all right, everybody. From your bike to your truck and almost everything in between with wheels, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating the competition. Maxxis.com, M-A-X-S-I-S. Thanks to those guys, Fly Racing, and Maxxis and Alpine Stars for coming on. Let's review San Diego and all that went down. With me on the line, the voice of motocross, the voice of flat track, the voice of hill climbs at some point, the voice of GNCC, the voice of Geneva Supercross, Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up? Oh man, miss San Diego, and uh, I got to get back to the races because when you live and die by uh, things on social media and conjecture on there, uh, you more die than you do live. So I need to return. <laughs> so Dallas will mark your return to the series. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Um, yeah, it's been it's been nutty, man. It's been uh, it's been crazy. Also on the uh, in the studio here, not on the line. We, he doesn't have any German Supercross championships, although he did do the German series. He doesn't have any Montreal Supercross wins, although he did do lots of Montreal Supercrosses. Uh, third place in Toronto World Supercross round. Fourth place in Vancouver World Supercross round. One week later, he works for Atlas Brace. The Noof, Ryan Lockhart. What's up, Noof? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. That's a pretty good memory with the fourth in Toronto and the yeah. or fourth in Vancouver yeah. third in Toronto. So it was uh, 
It was uh, Nathan Ramsey. Nathan Ramsey, Bobby Canary. And you. And me. Legends. Didn't even know how to open the champagne on the podium. Really? No. First time. <laughs> how crazy was that dirt there in Vancouver? Remember that? It was like moon dirt, right? It was the weirdest yeah. thing I've ever ever ridden on and sketchy and weird. Yeah. So the new thing. Oh, so being Canadian, that didn't, they, that's not a Canadian thing. I don't know where they got that dirt. It was like still, from still, space. Still to this day. And <laughs> you know what? None of the crowd knows either because no one was there. <laughs> there was like Dude. 300 people there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was the empty. I mean, I know you go back in the 80s and you can see some empty stadiums. Yeah. But that's the emptiest Supercross stadium I've ever seen. Well, the stadium itself is really big, so that didn't help. Yep. It was 65,000 or something. Yeah, and it wasn't even quarter of the way full. I don't know. I know, I know. I was always telling the Feld guys to go to Canada, and then one of the head guys is like, "You told us to come to Canada, and nobody showed." I'm like, "Sorry, I don't know." <laughs> Anyways, the Noof is taking the place of JT, who's uh, who's busy and can't make it. So, um, you know, but hey, like I said, you didn't win Montreal, but you were there. I raced it lots. I you was didn't always win at German the... Supercross titles, but you were there. I was there. Yeah, so I was always there. Um, all right, let's get into it, man. San Diego. Um, first up. Kenny Roxon, um, his good arm gets caught between a swing arm, a uh, Cooper Webb. Um, we'll talk about Anderson and all that. The, the The initial report on Saturday night was a broken uh, pinky, and Noof, you'd be surprised if that's all it is. Like we don't know, we're not doctors. You know, it's what Honda told us, but man, did it look serious? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just rewatched the watched the race a couple hours ago and. I mean, from the time that his arm went in there, which is not a good sign, um, when he pulled it out, he was holding it. He was in pain. Like, I mean, yeah, broken finger is a broken finger, but not that yeah. kind of facial expressions and disgust and everything yeah. like that. So I'm sure there's more to this. What did you make of the move on Webb? It was different. I mean, it was different for sure. I mean, Webb's coming pass was fine. It was. It was aggressive. And then Kenny got a good run through the whoops yeah. and just like saw red, I feel like, coming into that corner. He just dived in there and was going to make it happen, but grabbed a um, handful of throttle and, yeah. and just like looped out. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> what, what do you think? Why again? Are, are we hoping we, we're doing this Sunday night? Are we are you thinking there's more to it than a broken finger? And let's well, I'm looking right now. I mean, I still don't see an update from him on Instagram, and he is the most prolific Instagrammer. So, yeah, people at the event from Honda said that it was a metacarpal, which I think is the bone beneath the pinky. It's like the what the pinky connects to, I think, right? Um, but anyway, now that 24 hours have basically passed and you haven't seen anything from Kenny, which is pretty rare from him, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's not as bad as it, I thought it was going to be. I mean, when you first saw that hand go in and the way it all looked, you're waiting yeah. for like, oh, my God, is it just as bad as last year? It, it, clearly it's not that bad, but I guess all that matters is if it's enough to keep him out of – he got basically no points in this race. If yep. it keeps him out of next week, yep. that's all that really matters. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tomac goes down and doesn't finish, and Marv's shoulder, you know, he misses a race. Oh man, like it is uh, up and down se- series so far, and not not so much for Jason Anderson, and we'll touch on him in a second. But uh, man, that'd be a blow if Kenny Kenny goes out. You know, uh, Barsha's got rear brake problems. It, it's crazy, Wygant. It's 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 every weekend seems to be like some drama. Some I long for the day of RV and Dunge going one two in some <laughs> order, and then we'll have a good guy. Somebody will get grab a third, and then we'll move on to the next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the. 
the thing that JT brought up, I think, two weeks ago, where he says that Chad Reed always had this theory of, man, when it's your year, it's your year. And we can't determine yet, although it's getting closer, to be like, is Anderson just getting lucky and his turn will come and he'll have his problems? Or is it, it's his year? Now, he's riding great. He's doing all the things for himself. But he can't control the fact that Tomac, Roxon, and Marvin didn't even make it six races scoring zero points. Now, I know everybody in this field hasn't proven themselves consistent enough to win this title yet, but no way anyone thought they'd be this inconsistent. Yeah. Six races yeah. for all three dudes to get hurt. That's ridiculous. So now we have to figure, is this, it's just all pointing to, it's Anderson's year, he's the guy, yeah. everything's going his direction, or is he due to get his hand stuck in someone's swing arm? I don't hurt his shoulder. I don't think so. He looks. I don't either. He, uh, I he think looks, he's good. He's a complete package, and that's how it just it's going to go. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's like settling in. He gets good starts, and right. he's just kind of staying out of trouble. Not saying that he couldn't go down in a first corner and have something weird happen to but him. But dude, if it was if he was going to do that, that would have happened in Oakland when he was absolutely bombing the track on yeah. a track that was claiming everybody. Yeah. He's pushing balls out to catch to catch Kenny. You know. Absolutely, yeah, and that would happen then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can tell watching him ride. He's so confident. He's not making very many mistakes. And, you know, when it's your year, it's your year, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think it's because of the Atlas brace? Is it is, what, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's keeping him out of trouble. Okay, all right. I'm just, just checking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, man. And, and the series, I hope Kenny's okay. I hope it's just that couple weeks for a finger or a bone or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. You know, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, for us fans, I yeah. mean, we don't want to see a, any of those guys out. So What a weird crash, though. Like, I guess he's coming in, Noof, as a racer. He's coming in. He drops into the line. His back end kicks out of the rut. He's off the side, so when the bike kind of jolts underneath him, hand, he's got his finger on the clutch, but then hand, is, hand slips, goes wide open or three-quarters throttle, yeah. and then hand comes off the clutch. Yeah, it's right, weird. Right. It's weird. It's like a little bit similar to what AC did a few weeks ago with looping yeah. out in that corner. But yeah. I mean, he was coming in there hot, and like I said, we watched it earlier. Yeah. And he was pushing the front a little bit, and then that back kind of popped out of the rut, and then you saw his wrist just literally go wide open, yeah. and he let go of the bike. I saw some stuff on yeah. Instagram of guys going, "He ghost rode the bike into into uh, web." That was not like an intentional ghost ride. Yeah, um, I, I think as the sport grows, you get. The dumber fan still, right? It's ridiculous, I yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe that somebody would think that he went in there wanting to ghost ride the yeah. bike. I mean. <laughs> um, oh, that's a, dude, that's what I said at the beginning of this. Having to exist on conjecture on social media instead of being at the race, it was killing me. Because I, I heard that. Okay, look, let's just stay on the rocks and subject for now. The fact that he wanted to get Webb back, like Webb ran him pretty high, like we said, it wasn't out of bounds, but it no. was a little rough. Was that in any way to do with it? I think at least he didn't plan the ghost ride him, but he was trying to get him back, right? Totally, yeah. Okay, all right, that wasn't incidental. Yeah, he wasn't trying to ghost ride, but he did come in too hot, too far to the inside. The thing I heard, and this one drove me even nuttier, people saying, look like Anderson purposely kicked Tomac and Roxon down to the ground in the first turn, but none of you guys talk about it. And I'm like, oh my! In the history of first turns, has anyone ever? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Karate kicked riders down to the ground. Oh, they're my competitors. Let's take them out. <laughs> I mean, having to hear this stuff all weekend is driving me insane. Yeah. God, it's so dumb. Um, it's, a, it's a different world we live in now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anderson rode great. Seeley though, Seeley had it. Looked great. Led twelve laps. Gonna, you know, gonna get it, and then. 
he's got to be crushed uh, when it comes to the fact that he didn't even land on the box. Why get? Well, we're all trying to be nice here, but how long can we be nice without calling this a problem? Like in any other era, you would just say, dude's not in shape. Dude doesn't want it. Dude's not tough. Dude doesn't dig deep. Dude's mentally weak. Something like that. Something that makes you less of a man. Yeah. Either you're not strong <laughs> enough or you're mentally not strong enough. Uh-huh. Now, we're all trying to be nice and diplomatic, but at some point, we've got to say this dude's got a real weakness. Like, this is, what, three races this year that he could have won. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What, what can you say? He faded. He faded from first to fourth. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, people around him say he's been working hard. He's, he's really trying hard, and, you know, they're like they're kind of mystified on what's going on. But Yeah, I believe it, yeah. for sure. Like, I don't – at this – these days, no one at that level is a slacker. Like, this is not chicken. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. This isn't chicken leading races in 1998. And also, what was he, up to two in the morning in right. Vegas? Right, right, yeah. right. This isn't that. But it's not – I don't know. It, I also can't say it's not that completely. Like, he did fade. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, like, watching it, those 12 laps that he led, I mean, he was completely in control, and I thought, man, he might hang on to this. And then all of a sudden, as soon as Anderson got him, he just got eaten up. So you'd have to think that he wouldn't fade, but it sure looked that way, unless there was some issue that maybe we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it's a tough one for him to swallow. Uh, Marvin, early on, Dropped back, looked all right, you know, and then he got better as as the uh, as the race went on, and and got to grab a second. Good job for Marv. The press conference, uh, him and Jason, you know, we I kind of hammered on Jason all week uh, for not answering the question about the pass in Oakland. He said he didn't want to talk about it to Aaron Hansel and of Racer X, and he but he he was up on the podium and he had to answer it, or, or you know they asked him anyways. He didn't have to, and he said. Um, my bad. He kind of offered a bit of a mea culpa. And uh, you could tell, why. Well, I don't know if you watched, but there was some tension there between Marv and Anderson at the end at the press conference. Oh, oh, I have absolutely watched. And I'm honestly really mad about this now. And we talked about this on your Moto 60 show. I talked to Alden Baker on the phone. He assured me there's nothing there. There is nothing there. Well, clearly there is. So... I said on your show on Thursday, I'm like, what do you think? He just lied to me? Now I'm, now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> because then they indicate. So you were in the press conference, right? Steve, yes. You heard everything they said. Yeah. They weren't even together this week. No. So there's Alden saying, everything's good. There's been no tension. No- How do you know you're not even with both of them? <laughs> they were like, in California, yeah. yeah. You're not. So now I'm like, that just makes me look bad. Like, hey, I'm trying to be cool and take your word for it and not speculate and actually go to the source. Yeah. But if you're going to swerve me, uh, that's just crazy. Like, And then, okay, did Marv, first chance he had in the first lap of the main event, first bowl turn. He tried. He did it. He went for it. He didn't pull it off, but he tried to take Anderson out. He did. Did you see that? Um, I did. I saw it. Yeah, today. I mean, I, you think he went for it? Yeah. I mean, you could oh. see he, he got off yeah. balance yeah, and everything because yeah. he ran it into the side of him. Right, I mean, right. he totally went for it. But it was nothing was going to happen no, because I, Anderson still had the advantage yeah. coming out of the corner. But um, yeah, he went for it, and obviously it didn't work. But right, so Alden assures me that Marvin's not going to get revenge, and the very first lap of the first race they're in together, in the first bowl turn they go to, he does he goes for it. So yeah, yeah. that was bad in, bad information I was given, well, and uh, we 
Jason, JT and I were both skeptical on your information, by the way. Yes. So. Well, I was proven wrong, and you were proven right. That um, was ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. You know, my, it, that, that's going to get interesting. Jason did sort of say my bad, but also said we're racers and, you know, this and that. So that'll yeah, be good. But regardless, I thought Marv rode great. Uh, I thought he really, you know, in supercross racing, you just don't see guys lose momentum, lose the flow, get past, and then get it back. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. Not a ton. You no. know what I mean? Your, your race is determined how it's going early on, and it's gonna you're going to move up or drop back or whatever you're going to do. But Marv did a little bit of both, and the second part where he got really good was, was impressive. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in his heat race, he was not – something no. was up in the heat race. Yeah. I mean, he got swallowed up big time, and then it started kind of going that way, you know, in the, in the main. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, halfway through, he kind of started to look like a one Marv, where he yeah. was riding with some confidence. He looked okay in the whoops, um, so he kind of he turned it around. He was not that far off Jason at the end. Obviously, Jason was cruising, but um, yep, no, yep. Um, Anderson, something Anderson made some mistakes or something because those guys got pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it was closer close than I, I think Jason would want. You know, near the end, probably. Yeah, and so. I mean the track wasn't like super sketchy, at least from what I could tell. So Jason must have missed something. You know, with a couple yeah. laps to go, because yep. Marv was there, and Jason even said it on the podium. Um, you know, Marv was there, and I knew he was there, so he was thinking about him. Yeah. So nice job for Marv. Uh, Anderson, yep, again. Uh, how many points has he got now? Uh, 20, 28. 28 points, yeah. <laughs> Over a race lead. Six rounds in. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, Baggett rolled good again. Baggett rolled well. Got Seeley. You know, good battle with Seeley. Moved up, um, so good job for Blake Baggett. That's two podiums in a row for him, and uh, he's starting to figure it out. He says he doesn't want to be an outdoor guy only. He doesn't want us to talk about outdoors and outdoor specialist. And ah, you know, good job for Blake. So. Yeah, yeah, he rode. I mean, he rode good. He was kind of quiet because he started seventh, so mm-hmm. not a great start, but slowly picked him off and back-to-back podiums. He's got to he, be. He's rolling. in shape, man. I mean, I know yeah. that's not that. This is not breaking news, everybody. No. <laughs> but he's in shape. Like I think, obviously. Anderson and Marv are also in shape, and other guys are in great shape. But one thing about Baggett that I find is, like, he can he can go, man. Like, how how long you want to go for? You know what I mean? Like, I may not have the outright speed, yeah, but I'll keep my lap times the same. He's always been that yeah. way, though. Yeah. So, yeah, no, a strong I, strong suit for him. Uh, so we we got we got a guy, we got a guy that's gone DNF. DNS, one one fifteen, DNS DNF. Is is there a number? Is seven back? Is Stu back? Dude, it's the same thing. Where I'm saying we're getting to the point where we really can't be nice and not say what we're thinking with Sealy anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. We can't keep not saying the fade word. And I can't say that I'm pumped on Eldon Baker saying there's no problems when Marvin tries to go after him in the very first chance he gets when he promised me he would not do that. And, like, at this point, forget just the season. Tomac, in general, I really do think we need to start looking at him like that kind of guy, a Stu or a Bradshaw. Like, this is an eternal mystery. Like, he is a mystery. He is a complete – And to, like, you can't go more than, what, a month out of his career very often where you're not like, what the – Wow. That, Okay, last year he did have a nice run in Supercross. But just, dude, you could pick so many examples. That GP last year, so bad the day before, so good the day after. 
So just you name it. There's so many examples of like what just when you think you've got it figured out with this dude, yeah, he wins two races, then he but, goes DNF. But how much do you blame him? Last week we talked about it, and I mean that was on him. I think that passed. And the Cowie guys, hey, I talked to him on the morning, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't that cool of a pass, but what are you going to do? Like they were not like, oh, God, you know. Like, you know how they were after the Savachi pass? You know how that was? Why yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, skull this, and crossbones flag. This and was, that. Yeah, this was not that way. Light um, the AMA truck on fire. Right. Say that? Right, okay. right, right, right. Um, <laughs> okay. But I don't know how much you can come down on a guy for a first-turn crash, and then his grip is gone and or almost ripped off, apparently, and the bike is all beat up, so he pulls off. I mean, can you go after a guy new for a first-turn crash that he didn't really cause? It looked yeah. like Kenny caused it to me. I watched it back a couple times. I yeah. I didn't Zapruder it, but it looked like Kenny dove Anderson it in. kicked them. Anderson, <laughs> Anderson kicked everyone Sorry, over. Sorry, my yeah. bad. Anderson kicks them. Right. I mean, you can't. I mean, that's racing. I mean, stuff happens, especially in the first, you know, couple hundred feet of the race with everyone being so tight. But what I noticed, I mean, why always him? Or why is yeah. he involved? I mean. Fastest qualifier, by the way. In yeah. The practice. But, like, when he went down, I mean, it wasn't a hard crash. And you can almost see him when he gets up. It's just like he's not running to the like he just something's you know wrong in my eyes I, I i agree and that's what i mean yes each individual incident in itself is excusable but when we have so many of these weird things year okay. after year like we've got 50 examples of this now over the seven years or whatever he's been pro like at some point i feel like we have to just start saying it like we're trying to be nice here but what the hell this is four bad races out of six yeah, I agree. We I thought agree. he'd be the champ. Yeah. This is Stu. This is Stu all over, bro. It kind of is, but here's the difference. Stu did have a few years where he put it together. The latter stage of Stu's career, for sure, he had, you know, five good races in him out of 17. But there were some years where he had 16 good races in him out of 17. For the most part, he won titles. I can't even say that we've gotten to that point with Tomac really yet. Right, right. He he won two of these titles. We're still waiting. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not going to happen this year. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is he in points? I'm looking right now. Oh, he's a twelfth in points. Everybody. Thirty <laughs> laps led. He's led the most laps. Thirty laps led. And whole uh, three hole shots more than anybody. More laps led. More hole shots. Everything else. He's twelfth. So I just I know the the amount of preseason podcast we've done in a variety of classes, 250s, 450s, indoors and out, where I've picked him as my favorite. A couple of them he's won, but more often stuff like this happens. It's just, it's just too much of a pattern now where you have to start saying, what is up? Or how did you put it, Noof? Something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's just a pattern. It's, something's wrong. I mean, even after his DNF at, uh, at Anaheim 1, I mean, and then missing the next one, and then he goes on 1-1, I'm thinking, okay, he might kind of come back here. But then this happens this weekend. He's gone from the – I mean, your grip rips off. I mean, it must have been really bad for him not to be able to continue on. Well, uh, yeah, there's some of that out there on social media. Speaking of social media, why can't people yeah, – like, for sure. I got my Twitter feed open right now, and people are like, uh, 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 throw another grip and get back out there. Um, um Back in the day, Magoo and Bomber, they wouldn't pull off. 
Uh, real mechanics use wire ties. Like oh. all these people are like so dumb. Stop it, right? They're so dumb. Yeah. I mean, I just look at it like Eli told him, like he's he's an outdoor champion. He's a 250 Supercross champion. He won however many races last year. He's 450 Motocross champion. Like, let's give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Like when as far as toughness or gnarliness, you Absolutely, know, yeah, you don't get that way. Um, so maybe the whole bike is bent up and everything's twisted and you know what I mean. But holy shit, this has gone bad though. <laughs> this is so but bad. Why, why him? This is That's so what bad. I mean. This it's, is so bad. It's it always seems and, that he's involved in these things. Yeah, and there's Grant laying down with him. Yeah, in the first turn. Yeah. Oh boy. So we've had too many of these unexplainable uh, incidents and events and races where it just doesn't make any sense with him. It just so I would give him the benefit of the doubt if this was the only time this happened, but it just happens all the time. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, um, and then again, he could win this weekend in Dallas. By the way, he'll just he could rip off a win very easy. <laughs> and then I'm still wondering, is that the record? Has anyone? How can we figure this out? He went from didn't compete in Houston to winning the next weekend. Has that even ever happened? Yeah, we. I threw out Dungey, and you said no because he he's uh, calling. He had one race. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got a fourth, and then he won. But that's what I'm saying. Like, right. people would shudder. Go go tell Cowie that he's a stew. Go tell those guys that. No oh boy. <laughs> people that's what I'm saying. People would shudder. But at this point, mm-hmm. these comparisons are starting to make sense. They're not that crazy to make these comparisons. Yeah. Um Well, Tickle rode well. I'm not waiting anymore. Good job for Tickle. He made yeah. it for you. He made he did it. He uh, he did it. He rode well, got fifth. Uh you know what? The whole thing and you talked to Brayton afterwards and you talked to Dino and the start. I mean, there was eight or ten guys in the same second after Tomac in practice. The start, start, start was everything. It's always important. Emig tells us that every week. Um, but um, it was more so this week. And so a bunch of dudes didn't get the start or had problems in that first turn, and then that's it. You know what I mean? That's all that's going to happen. Barsha had a rear brake problem. He either lost it or collided with another rider or something because he went backwards fast. And so that was. But other than that, it was a real tough track to make up time. It was... Your start was big. Uh, Chad Reed had a great start. He was second. Fell back to 13th. Uh, Vince Freeze was 10th. That's a good ride for And him. I talked to him. He was at the press conference. And, yeah, he didn't ride all week. After Oakland, after how rough it went in Oakland form, where he literally rolled up the windows twice and still somehow got 15th, he's, the team told him, don't ride all week. <laughs> don't ride. Don't. Just take the week <laughs> just, off. You just go think about things. Think about what you've done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he wasn't hurt. They just said take off. Yeah. But, hey, he got 10th. Like, nice work for Vince, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Dino's year – Dino's race was good. He got a ninth. He was semi-happy with that. But it was such a – it's such a – encapsulated his year in that heat race. A-Ray triples and catches his back tire, goes over the bars. Dino is just riding by him, and the cartwheeling bike collects Dean of Ray. And Wilson goes down, and he has to ride his balls off to get into the top nine. But that is, if you're Dino, you're laying on the ground just going, oh, God. You know, oh, man, this is just perfect. This is perfect, perfect way. <laughs> so, You know, I think for Dean's sake, too, it probably makes this thing even more. Um, even though there is no friction or drama or any problems whatsoever between Marvin and Anderson, uh, Anderson rode with Wilson more this offseason than he did Marvin. And everyone said that Anderson was generally faster, but that was like the carrot that Dean was going after every right, day. Right. So the fact that Anderson is now clearly the best guy 
And Dean has gone so badly because he got hurt and everything. He can't even really be a top ten guy. No. That's got to bum him out because he's got to be like, if I was where I was in December with Jason, I'd be third every week or second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if Jason ever told Dino anything about his feelings about Marv. I wonder. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know where this info comes from. Yeah, I don't know. I don't who, know. Is source, <clears throat> who is this source? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, hey, by the way, Pike was 17th after the first lap. Talk about talk about start start starts. Maybe we take it back a little bit. Pike went from seventeenth to seven. Yeah, I saw his name on there. So nice job for Weston Pike. Did he get tang- um, did he get tangled up in he the must, first? Yeah, he, he must have because his yeah. starts have been good all yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought his starts have been good too. And I was coming up with this theory. I'm like, certain guys, him and Chiz, for example, seem like maybe the start great has tipped things in their favor. Like they're getting better starts than they usually do. Mm-hmm. But the JGR guys say, no, Weston's not getting good starts. He's just going insane in the first three corners every race and making it happen. No, I don't uh, believe that. I don't think no. that. I, he's, he's up front. I mean, maybe that's true, but he's been up front. Yeah. Down to start straight. He's up front. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the starts, as you're saying, they're so important and everything. It's coming down to the start or the what you can do in those first three turns, like the old we always said, no matter what start Reed got, he's going to get fourth at worst by yeah. the time they're in the third corner. Yeah. I feel like the races are coming down to a lot of that. Like you, the maneuvers and the position that you happen to be in for, say, turns two and three and how you come out of there, that's freaking huge now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, nice, uh, nice work by Pike. So, yeah, we should, we should commend yeah. him on that. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else, Newf? Anything else catch your eye? Well, uh, Bogle. Bogle broke his upper arm. His terrible year continues. Lemay, Ben Lemay landed on him when he du- doubled the triple. And Weimer broke his wrist. So both of those vets are going to be out a while. Bogle, this has been yeah. so bad for Bogle. Hasn't been, uh, hasn't been a good season, obviously, oh with the starting back at the Monster Cup with him getting knocked out and then yep. coming back. But he hasn't been, you know, really back. I yep. mean, he's kind of. Yep. Not good, so and, I'd and, say he's out for the year. Out hey, for the rest you, of the season. Hey, hey again, uh, bad, bad deal for Bogle. Yeah, absolutely, especially this domino effect that you're talking about here, Ryan. It's just uh, most of these things aren't his fault, right? Like, I think there was a bike malfunction in the offseason. Monster Cup, they had the footage of someone getting totally sideways on him in front of a jump, so there's nothing they can do about that. This deal with LeMay. That's just the kind of stuff that happens when you're mid-pack because you're struggling, and then it happens to get, like, most of these things, or all of them, have not even been his fault. That's the real bummer. Right. Yep, yep. And Weimer, <clears throat> tough break for him, so he broke his wrist in the uh, in practice. So, um, All right, uh, and Mookie, so I would guess Mookie's good now, right? I mean, Justin Hill's talking about riding a 450, and he's going to jump on one, and I couldn't get an answer out of J-Bone one way or another. Why can't? But I'm guessing. Okay, so Malcolm Stewart r- slips into that spot, or I wonder if there'll be other issues with Hill now wanting to ride 450s. Well, yeah, I would think it's going to be Mookie first option. But if they were, I mean, they already said they were trying to get a third bike out there, right? Yeah. So yep. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think they're going to park Mookie for Hill, but I wouldn't be surprised if Hill's out there also. Yeah. It's kind of the perfect <clears throat> storm. He's not really in title contention, but now he's riding good, so it's kind of worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to worry too much about it. Yeah. So, yeah, with that crash with with, um, with Roxon, Cooper got 19th. We saw Dakota Tedder and crutches afterwards. So I think he hurt his oh. ankle at some point um, at, back at the hotel. So that that's not good for him. 
Um, just partying? Was that it? Just so gnarly at the hotel bar? Just yeah, yeah. Crutches, man. Yeah, yeah that's Can't it. even walk. Right. Uh, what else? Anything else new? Catch your eye? Four fifty. No, I thought the I thought that the the racing was good. I mean, the track originally, from when I saw it in the morning, I thought that it was going to be you know kind of follow the leader type thing, but it actually shaped up good with the two triples in a row, the actual big size triples, and guys cutting inside and then not be able to make it. So yeah, I thought it I thought it was good. Good ride by Benny Bloss too. We never touched on yeah. uh, never touched on yeah. him. Kind of on the comeback from an injury. Yep. Um, he was kind of invisible. Um, not to be mean yeah. about that, yeah. But, but yeah, twelfth, right. good. Uh, and Alex Ray, do you see that cut, Wygant? On uh, oh. yeah, it was bad. Well, tell him, talk, talk to me about it. Explain. This is Anderson, right? That's where this came from. No, no, this was a crash in the heat when he went over the tri- he went over the bars. Oh, but he did get taken out by Anderson in practice. Yeah, right? yes, in practice, Anderson absolutely cleaned him out. Um, they they landed off the finish. A, I mean, I only got one side of it. Anderson didn't exactly call me to talk about the other side, you know. But um, a, a Ray said they landed off the finish, and he thought uh, Anderson was going to do a hot lap, and Anderson slowed, and Anderson moved over, and A Ray was right there, and then they kind of got into it. A Ray might have clipped him by accident because A Ray was going for a hot lap. He thought Anderson was, and Anderson did, moved over, and then Anderson revved his bike at him, and A Ray looked back or gave him a look back, and then they went around two more turns, and Anderson just blew him out. Blue bolt, like both of them went down. A Ray went sliding on the on the pavement and everything. Hurt his ass, hurt his ass bone. He said his ass bone was really sore. <laughs> so and then there was an altercation in the tunnel. He was yelling at him and AMA talked to him and everything. But I now I haven't seen. I just caught the end of it. I haven't seen footage of it. But I mean, again with Anderson, like what are you doing? Yeah. Like what are you doing? Just creating more enemies. I mean, A Ray's not on his level, but but then why mess with him? Just let yeah. it go. And, and you know what? It was not even in the. Uh, Qualifying practice. It was in the very first, the first practice. One. Free practice, yeah. Where the times don't count. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So This is the only good news you could have if you're one of the guys trying to catch Anderson on the points and you're trying to give yourself some glimmer of hope. Like, so he ended up going down himself? Yes, in the heat, he was in qualifying spot. Tripled before no, the set. No, no, no. Oh, Anderson, Anderson ended up crashing himself also. Oh, yeah. In this practice yeah yes, and taking, taking A right down, yeah. Right, so if you're Barsha or Marvin, whoever technically is somewhat in title contention, second and third in points, whatever, you'd be like, well, at least there's a chance that Anderson can blow a gasket again like this. What if he hurt himself doing that? He falls down in free practice for no reason except he's trying to take a dude out. Yeah. Like, I understand he could be mad, but you're the points leader. Do not take risks, yeah. like putting yourself on the ground. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's move on to 250s. Anything else? Uh, do you want to talk about? Our fantasy team's new with Wygant. He loves it. Stop it. He loves it. He loves. Well, you saw my score this morning at the airport, oh, and it boy. was not good. No. My, you were not impressed. No. His team was bad, Wygant. Yeah, I'm going to just turn off my phone. I'm going to actually, this could probably save me money, and you know I'd like that. I might just remove texting from my phone. Oh, yeah? Because there's nothing I get on Saturday that has anything to do with anything except individual fantasy teams. That's the only info that people talk about in these freaking texts anymore. Uh. God, very like, angry. this is three weeks in a row. These races are unbelievably awesome and crazy, and they the only are. thing you guys are talking about is my fantasy team sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's talk about Roxanne and Webb. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, about how many dudes they have in the 250 main. It, I'll tell you what. It's, it's, it's been a really good series so far. We'll see going forward how it is, Anderson with this lead or whatever. But from a series that started with a kick in the nuts with Tomac and Muscan. It has gotten really good. 
and and Feld should try to bottle what's been going on and sell it. You know, like <laughs> it's been good, man. It has, yeah. The, I mean, you know, Sealy dropping back and Anderson catching him, and then Baggett and Muscan having these battles back and forth. Last last week, of course, last lap for the leader. Like it has been really good. Eli being Eli. Eli being Eli. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so maybe we're in a new era. I don't know. I really hope. I really hope. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Lockhart. No, go ahead, man. I was just going to say I really hope that Kenny's not hurt too bad because that would be a blow, obviously, to the well, to the series. But and and oh, not only like a, on the track, but as charisma as a yeah, star, absolutely. you know, Roxon's great. I think you know for the sport. So yeah, you know, yeah, that's a bummer. And plus, I th- feel like he was trying to do up until that moment everything he could to avoid getting hurt again. I think in these races that he lost, it's because he was trying to play it a little conservative and. Maybe it cost him a win or two. Maybe Houston, maybe last week, but right. ends up on the ground again. But this falls into what I was going to say. But all that work that Kenny did to keep himself out of trouble this year, he blew it by trying to pass Cooper like that. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like there's been a little more overall? Maybe it's the Nets and the Bulburms. Oh, maybe there's just oh. more Bulburms. Maybe that's why. But I feel like there's been more cat and mouse cutting underneath people, knocking each other down over the last few weeks than I've seen in the last several years, I think. There's been a lot of it. Well, Dungeon RV didn't do any of that, right? Right. They just – I mean, Anderson did with Sealy for a long time and Baggett. Mm-hmm. Anderson was a guy that created some drama over the years. But, yeah. yeah, we're seeing a bit more, you know. I don't know. I think because, like I said, RV and, and Dunge set the tone, and they didn't do it. And now it's just the kids are loose. Out of the the, 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 the asylum is, is is open, and the kids are free. Maybe they feel better because the nets are there now, so they're cutting down and stuff. So, <laughs> well, there there should conceivably be one or two more berms than there were, right? With the nets. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm trying to look at that. There's something about this track walk that isn't is, is not is not helping things. But I'm <laughs> I'm trying to like figure out like what would be here. What what would this this berm be here if not? You know, and and. I don't know. Sometimes I think yes, and other times I'm like, yeah, no, this berm would be here anyways, even with the net. You know what I mean? Why get? Like, yeah, the berm in uh, Glendale where the, yeah. the net actually got used. Yeah, that was. I don't. I think it would have been there anyway. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Too. Yeah, so I don't know. But this finish line corner, this was a 90 degree type corner, and there's not a lot of great passing usually in those. It had a net. That is actually where Anderson passed Sealy for the lead, mm-hmm. and when Sealy and Baggett had like a lap and a half of Chicken and Bradshaw, mm-hmm. they passed each other back and forth in that turn. If, and yeah. you don't normally see that in turns like that. And it had a berm right, and it had a net, right, so right. maybe that's why. And I, I was mean, ta- Baggett and Sealy, that was crazy well, I was ta- I was talking to Baggett about that in a press conference, and I said, to me, that racing is fine. Like, totally. they're, they're stopping and checking up and slowing, but that's that's fine to me. That's not dirty, That's right? No. I mean, that's... I look at what Anderson did tomorrow, and I'm like, that's not really needed, where you just go straight to the exit of a corner. You don't even attempt to turn. To me, that's a little dirty. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, what they were doing, with uh, what uh, Jason was saying there with that corner, the straightaway leading up to it was nice, double into the corner, so you could actually dive down in, yeah. and then yet still do the finish line. So that was like probably the best passing spot um, of the whole, the, whole, the whole weekend. Yep. Um, all right, let's go into 250s. But first up, listen to this commercial. Our folks at flyracing.com. 
a uh, big part of this podcast, and uh, we thank them and Maxis and Alpine Stars. And listen to this commercial. Use the code PulpMX18 to save at Race Tech Suspension and Motors and uh, Maxis, of course, and uh, Alpine Stars and Fly Racing. We'll be right back after this to talk some 250s with the Noof and the Weege. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, people. PulpMX18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Racetech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, Racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back! Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis. New tire coming out real soon, developed by uh, Jeremy McGrath. Have you heard of that uh, guy? Why again? Jeremy McGrath? Oh, I mean, the legacy of him on Cowie's, on Maxis tires, dominating races just... Year after year. Year after year. Cowie, uh, Maxis, shod, mounted. Alpine Stars also, and uh, our folks at Fly Racing love those guys as well. I thought the camel gear, the fly stuff looked really good, and it looked great on Grant to me the most, because of the green, I guess, or whatever, but... Um, yeah, you know what was funny about McGrath though is we had Sexton on the show, Ch- uh, Chase Sexton, and and we and Lockhart's going to go on for twenty minutes about Sexton, because he just seems to love him. That's I do love him. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for right. the two fifties here. Okay, we're coming oh, okay. up, so calm yeah. down. Okay, but um, talking about Sexton, we had him on the show, and we I asked him, you know, growing up, like, what'd you think, and, you know, and and he just started saying, you know, a little bit of Ricky, but James and Chad were his guys, you know, that was his era, and you just think about that and. I brought a Tim Ferry, and he's like, yeah, I kind of remember him. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God. So McGrath is out of reach for Chase Sexton, just out of reach. At uh, Loretta's, I think I told the story, but at Loretta's this year, they had a Team Green thing that I hosted. It was McGrath, RV, God rest his Kawasaki soul. This is one of his <laughs> last performances. It was McGrath, RV, and AC. And uh, I asked, since Rula, I'm like, I heard you, you know, got into racing not because your dad raced or your grandfather, but you just saw it on TV. And he's like, yep. It was actually this guy, the king. I watched Bar to Bar. I had the Bar to Bar 99 DVD, and I just watched it over and over. It was like it was all about Jeremy McGrath. And I could, like, feel and see the soul of MC because I think he thought he was out of it. And to know right. he's still pretty young, and yeah. he's like, thank God. <laughs> There's still someone in the 250 class that remembers me, right? Because it's not for long. Oh, it's really sad. It's really <laughs> depressing. It's really depressing. It is. <clears throat> it is. So, never mind RJ. You know, in six time. Oh. For, oh. forget that. Oh. <laughs> Who are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Does it bother RJ? You think? Uh, no, no, not at all. No, 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 no. Um. Okay, 250s. Uh, all three of us have got, I mean, I think we, 
we got to be surprised that AC lost that race, right? I mean, Noof, right? Yeah, I no, mean, I mean, he had the start. I mean, he was there. He made the moves on the first couple laps. He had, he had, he had, I, he had it. I mean, I don't know what happened. When I watched it today on TV, he said that he tightened up a little bit, this and that. But, God, that guy's due for a win. Wow. He's just the fastest guy in the class to me. And when you get the start and you win the heat and. He's been like the fastest every yeah, weekend. Yeah, but. No, exactly. So I would have put, but maybe, maybe why can't we don't, we don't pick on AC for losing it and celebrate, maybe we celebrate Justin Hill for what a ride that is. Yeah, and I agree. I totally thought when he got through those first few laps and it was, that first lap was nutball, what he was willing to do to get to the front, but it worked. Once he had it, I'm like, okay, he's been waiting all year to finally lead. Now that he's got it. He's fine, unless he washes the front end, which he unfortunately has a tendency to do, but he didn't. So if you had told me he has the lead and he doesn't go down, there is no way he loses that race. But you're right. Uh, And Hill, yeah, Hill's just such a tactician, man. He's just so good at Supercross, like good in figuring it out and being smart with his lines and I don't know, it's a special talent that he has for Supercross to just pick pick his way around that track like like chess almost. And man, AC did everything he possibly could. I to me I think it was getting a little dirty actually some of the moves he was making. Yeah. And Hill was ready for every one of them. It was amazing. Yeah. It was it was like, "Oh, you're coming in here? Well, I'm going to break right now. I got you here." So, well, I think Newf, you know, I'm a great rider, four Manitoba titles and Wygant is a GNCC specialist. Right. But yeah. we'll give you on the call right here that you're the fastest here. We'll give it to you. <laughs> okay, okay. But so let me ask you this. So you're in AC spot, right? And 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 like you're getting caught like that. And there's you know AC talked about how his arms were pumping up, right? Yeah. You know the inevitable is going to happen here, yeah. right? So do you understand how he was kind of like AC was almost like, all right, I I got to be a bit dirty here if I have any hope to to get this, right? I mean, you kind of yeah. go into like a little bit of a defense mode. Yeah, I mean, he he was like obviously focusing on Justin, you know, coming up from behind, obviously seeing him catching him and stuff. Um, I didn't have an issue with any of the moves that he was trying. I mean, he was desperate at that yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, the thing I was most impressed about was Chase how Chase Sexton. Well, yeah, we're getting to that. That's okay, going to be a whole segment. All right, okay. But how happy AC was for Hill on the podium. Yeah. yeah they, that guy just loves everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a nice pre-race motivational talk with AC. It didn't work. And, and Hot Sauce was there, and Mitch was there, and his dad was there. And his dad and I were high-fiving by the end of it. His, Alan was <laughs> on, my, on my page, and I said, look, you're going to win tonight. He's like, Shut up, whatever. I was like, you're going to win the night. And he's like, why? I said, because you didn't qualify fastest. So you know you have somebody to shoot for. You're not going to have this chip on your shoulder. Like, I'm going to work these guys. I'm going to show them what's up. And you ride really aggressive and you lose the front end. I told him this. I said, you're going to be like, I'm not the fastest guy. Oh, shit. I'm worried. You know, like, I really got to pour it on. Like, like you have a little bit of self-doubt and you're showing everybody. Instead of being like, I'm the man, I'm the man, i got to be the man. And, and Alan was like, yes, yes, yes. And AC was like, you're an idiot. You're such an idiot. Alan's an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, nope, nope, because that's, you know, you're going to ride like, you know, you're just, you're worried now because Hill had you covered. And I was like, this is going to be so perfect. How do, I, how do I talk about this? How do I put it out there to the world of this motivational <laughs> speech that I have? And instead it didn't work. But anyways. Were you rubbing your hands together early in the race? Uh, yeah, I should have been, right? 
Yeah, yeah. it's all coming together. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I I just I feel like he rode. I don't know if I were him, I'd just be like, "What the hell? I did it. I rode good. Yep. I got a good start. Yep. I did everything right. What the hell? This guy, like you said, I think yeah. maybe it's just more. You got to give Hill credit." Uh, sir, uh, update from uh, from Kenny Roxon right now. Uh, surgery on Friday on my hand. We'll give an update as soon as I can. Get a CT scan. Dunlop tires hook up great. That's, what? that's <laughs> what it says. That's what Kenny said. What might be able to might be able to get back quickly. I will know more soon. Dunlop tires uh. hook up great. Dunlop tires. Yeah, it's on his Instagram. So, um, anyways, so some of us, why well, again, we're kind of down on Hill, you know, to start the year. Uh, yeah, let's not name names. I don't remember who. Yeah, who it was. Yeah, but so, somebody on these podcasts was not pumped on. Not pumped, but the last two no. weeks have been fantastic. So now. This makes his early season stuff even more puzzling. You know? Even more like, what? Huh? I think so, but what I'm theorizing now is, and since that team's pretty honest, they'll probably admit this when I ask them. It was a new program, and that's probably confusing people, so we'll just explain. Last year they had a 250 team, but that was run by Suzuki. They just basically rolled the bikes under the JGR truck. This year JGR is actually building the bikes. I think they weren't ready. I think they weren't they, – they are a new team, essentially. They weren't dialed in, and it took them basically four weeks. Hill had some problems of his own, but I think overall they're going to look back and be like, damn it, damn it, if we only had the bike, you know, at Anaheim 1, it took us five weeks to get it where we needed it, and that screwed us. Hmm. Because since they've – obviously something has been fixed, and now they're just as good as anybody else. He got a third and a first. But I don't think they were ready. Yeah, I would, something was wrong. I would agree with that 100%. I mean, not that I've been at every race, but this weekend his bike looked good. I mean, he was doing some of those threes out of the corners that not everybody was doing. Yep. The bike looked much better. So I, I agree. I That makes sense that they weren't quite 100% ready coming in, and the bike wasn't there, and obviously Hill had his problems too, but yeah. um, yep. they're, they're, they're good to go now. Yeah, so anyways. It, it well, great, it really saves great job. If, yeah. if that means that they've got it now and they'll be fine. Because, I mean, this was trending like, oh, my God, they got a two-year deal. But weren't we even saying after – I think after Anaheim 2, we were like, but, you know, it's a two-year deal, but nothing's really guaranteed. Like, we were already putting the tombstone on this whole <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing. But, man, <laughs> I guess they're probably going to be okay. I mean, this – this like, he's not going to win the title? Or do you want to get into this about how he's got a chance? Because we, we – I was already proven right with the Tomac thing, so do you want to get into this now, Weege, or are you accepting this? Uh, I mean, Plessinger crashed, dude. Okay, so he's, got, he's, in the, he's in the title hunt. I think he's 29 points back. But someone at the press conference wisely said, hey, we got two East-West races this year. Yeah, okay, all right. So, there you go. All right, so he's going to win this title then, everybody. But listen, yes. no, no, what I'm going to say is, okay, 98% chance he doesn't win this title. Yes. But yes. this win is huge. You know what I mean? Like this is a big, a big thing for everybody there, from Suzuki to J Bone to Hill to Dean Baker. Great job, everybody is on my is what I gotta say. Like like this is, this doesn't take the sting out of those early races out, but it, it's a nice thing to be like, whew, okay, we you know we got this. Yeah, so, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's the difference between being like, hey, we weren't ready, we messed up the first four weeks. Or we just suck completely, yeah, yeah, totally, forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Chase Sexton, if you just want, why, why can't I can just go right now and be back, come back in 20? Yeah, go take a bathroom break right, or something. Right. You, lo- you love this kid. 
How can you not? I mean, he wears Atlas brace, first of all. Yeah, but I still yeah. take the brace. But you side know, of you've it. known this guy for a while. I've known him for about him and his family for about four years. I right. don't know him that well, no, but, but yeah, yeah. I there's not a lot to not like about him. I mean, he's smooth. He's getting podiums in his rookie season. He's on the board in practice all the time. He's solid. He doesn't do those rookie moves that you see a lot of time out there or even some of the veterans that are out there. Um, I like it. I think that uh, I think he's going to, you know, next year. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to win the title, but uh, moving into next year, I think he's going to be a title threat. All right, that's it. I mean, I agree. I agree. I thought you had more. Just Wow, I don't can't keep going, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he rode well. Yeah, he rode really well. Interesting dynamic over there. Um c- correct me if I'm wrong, in the heat. Craig ran it in on Sexton pretty good, and then Sexton got him back pretty good. Or did I have it do I have flip flopped? Mm, can't remember. Okay, we something did, happened. Did, did it come up on TV? I don't know if you saw that on TV. I didn't watch the heat race. Yeah, I don't so. remember either. Yeah, there was one guy went after the other one pretty aggressively, and the other guy got him right back aggressively. Right. And I think it went the way I said. Craig first, Sexton next. But a little bit of Geico on Geico crime. That was, <laughs> that was Weege a little, like, a little, uh, you know, right there. So that'll be interesting. Go. Well, uh, you've, you've talked to them both, I think, on your show about their relationship. And they were, they were, they were almost like father-son at one point, but it's not – I'm not saying no. there's friction now, no. but it's not quite like that anymore. No, they're not as tight as they once were. Uh, Craig's obviously the, the big name and the more experienced rider and probably the guy that most people thought would be in a position to, you know, maybe not be leading the points but be up there, and he's had a couple of bad races. And and Sexton, when he was amateur, they, they rode together a lot in Minnesota and this and that. So, yeah, it's not quite the same. They're not – I don't think they're enemies or anything like that. I'm not trying to trying to do that, but, yeah, interesting. Um, Savachi needs this break. Maybe more than anybody. <laughs> but, hey, like, with Plessinger's night, he's he's uh, four points back. But he, he KOs himself in uh, – oh, I don't know if he knocked himself out, but he was down in Glendale. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, this weekend he eats crap in practice. His throttle stuck. Well, not even eat crap. That was actually an easy crash. Yeah. He didn't crash well, I think hard. he knocked the wind out of him, though. But he was getting up, yeah, and then yeah. the dude – the track worker picked the bike up and the throttle stuck right. wide open and run over his hand hand and, yeah so you see that why yeah 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 Savachi uh, yeah. needs this break more than anybody oh boy but uh yeah. but nice job yeah he's uh he's four points back now Plessinger was fast he in his in uh actually do you want to talk about sex and having the fastest lap time in the main event well did you say that he did yeah yeah fastest lap time in the main all right okay um <laughs> Plessinger was really fast also, but never got the starts in the heat, never got the starts in the main. And then they penalized him one spot. He crashed at the end of the whoops, picked his bike up, and I don't know what is going on with these guys, Wygant. This goes back to Savachi last year. He just picked his bike up and carried on with the way that the bike was facing. Like, you can't do that. It wasn't as bad as Savachi's, but... Like, it was still bad. I mean, we timed Savachi's last year was seven seconds or something. Like, it was a lot. Yeah, this the, one was the penalty like wasn't two. quite as bad. So no, it, no. It's, Yep. But I'm just saying, like, what are these guys doing? You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Right. Uh, this, look, I know that the point, pointing out rules have been revised and Sabachi's back in the class this year. I, I just, I would like Sabachi to be in the class every year because 
I don't know what the dude is just a magnet for these ridiculous, up-and-down, dramatic. He probably should have gray hair at this point. Because here we are, three times or two times already this year, he's wadded it, and we're like, he's done. There he is, four points out. And yep. you know, yep. you know this is going down to the wire drama again for Sabachi. God, this guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's going to have a heart attack at 29 years old. <laughs> well, the way he acts on the podium sometimes, you just wonder, like, do we even want – do you even want to be here? Do you, do you, do you enjoy motorcycle racing? Is, is this, is, is, do, you, do you wish you had a normal job? Um, uh, so, anyways, yeah, Craig said he uh, – McElrath was fifth, just okay all day. Yeah. Shane, Shane's lost some momentum from early in the year. Uh, Craig said he forgot how to ride in, in his uh, Instagram post, and he kind of came up from the back a little bit. Chisholm got seventh, so good job for Kyle's. Not, Kyle's been good the last few weeks, so that's good. Starts are good. Yeah, his starts have been on point. Um, Alex Martin crashing the heat, hurt his uh, wrist. He went out for the parade lap. He said his wrist really hurt bad when he was just cruising, so he pulled out of the main right uh, on the line. And that, and that fantasy-wise, really hurt Noof. Yeah. That hurt a lot of people. I didn't have him this week. No, but, but it hurt a lot of people. Hurt a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Weech? You guys are in my head, and I actually even thought about that. I did. I'm like, oh, wait. He raced last week was his first week back, right? Yeah. So everyone was not going to pick him. And I'm like, oh, no. All these idiots <laughs> picked him, and now all I'm going to have to hear about for the rest of the night is, WTF, get out there and suck it up for my team, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I, um, I, I did hear that, but I picked him first week. Uh, our buddy Phil. Phil went down again in the main <laughs> event. He doesn't and, crash, does he? No. No, not must really. Be the first one of the season. It's odd. Yeah. It's odd to see Phil. But hey, he picked his bike up. He was dead last. He made it all the way back up to eleventh. So nice job, Phil. Nice work. Um, what else? Did we miss anything else? Look, I don't want to go here. I really what? don't. What? And I, I was hoping you would just do the podcast with JT and not me, so I wouldn't even be tempted. But. When Marvin tried to get Anderson on the first lap, yeah. Jeff Emig was in complete and total shock. <laughs> he had no, like he said that, he, he couldn't come up with the right word. He just said, that was odd. Why would he do that? And I'm thinking, how is it, like we talked about this for literally hours. It was written about. I called Alden on the phone. We argued. We interviewed, got, we went out of our way to interview them or try to ask them about it after the race. It was a pass that was reviewed and replayed over and over last week. How are you not putting that together? As soon as I saw Marvin behind Jason in the corner, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. It was like he had no clue that there was even a chance that there was anything between these two after watching it last week where Anderson knocked the dude down that we know works with him. I don't understand. Sorry I shouldn't go here right now. I like Fro. I like, I like Fro. I just, I don't, how was this not discussed at some point over a seven-day span? Dude, it's been a tough year for those guys. It really has been, and I don't quite get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite know. It, it, it's, I get, I've been getting tweets about it, a lot of tweets. And Yes, me too, much more than usual. Oh, more than usual. Yeah. And people are yes. going to, to confidence and flow you know because that's all they hear you know and it's like there's so many other things going on yeah and it's not i don't know man and and also why again as a fan of professional wrestling <laughs> like 
you you do want to sell this animosity. It's real. We saw that it's real, and you would yes. you would really want to sell this if you were a producer or a director or a color analyst. Yes, if anything, people in the media, and that is a media job that the TV crew is media. If anything, we all get accused of making more to it than there probably is, and a lot of times that is probably true. You know, we, we don't get all the info, but we're taking what we have, and we're trying to think if it is something. Is this something? Is it not something? We generally err on the side of it's something. So surely there are meetings and discussions and conversations throughout a seven-day span that had to have got brought up. It had to have. <laughs> so when he goes for it in the first lap, how could it be like, that's odd? Why would he do that? <laughs> like, were you at the race last weekend? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. – I'm just that's it. I don't want to say any more about them. I don't even – Ralph's fine as far as I'm concerned. Just that particular thing where Emig was completely confused as why Marvin would try it, I just don't understand. I like Jeff. Awesome dude. <laughs> it's it's uh, the Vegas bunching of to- Tomac is just – it's gone down from there. That was like the pinnacle of like, oh, look at this, the heart of Ryan Dungey catching Eli Tomac, and it's just gone from there. The still claiming that that didn't happen even though Tomac admitted it over yeah. and over? Yeah. I don't know, man. It has been rough, and I don't quite get it. I don't understand it. I, I don't know. I like Ralph, and I like Jeff, and there are things on that broadcast that I am just, what is going on with these guys? This is, I know this, and Wygant knows it, and Jake, and half the pits knows what's going on. Yeah. You know? So, so talk about it. Build it up. Well, yeah. I, I don't know, That's what they man. need to do, right? I, I just, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to that Suzuki of Hills and the Yamahas and Barsha and this Marvin. and mm-hmm. I mean, there are subplots upon subplots upon subplots. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't hold back. It was just it just you, boggled my mind to hear that's odd. Why you, would he do that? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know who had a rough night in uh, besides Jeff in uh in San Diego was the IB Corp team. Yes. <laughs> the IB <laughs> Rhino is is probably doing more weird shit today to sort of release the tension <laughs> than ever done before. Rhino's probably like 500 miles north of San Diego in his van listening to music right now. <laughs> I mean, Lead got in and got 18th, but Heft, uh, McConaughey, uh, Costello. Yeah. There is just – it was IB Wait, Corp guys everywhere. McConaughey's on the team now? Yeah. Somebody, they, oh, I didn't even know that. I, nobody knew that, really. I guess he, they decided to put him on on, like, Friday. But he didn't quite wear the gear. He wore a different gear. Yeah, it was a weird oh. deal. Um, but, yeah. Did Heft's bike break? Is that why he I don't, endos so bad? No I, no, I don't know. You know what? Good point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, he just wadded it so bad. Well, first of all, yeah. he was going way long. for. So, I, I rewatched it, like, twice because I couldn't oh, believe okay. that he endoed that bad. Maybe the bike did break. Yeah. But... Where the bike landed, he was ten feet. The bike was ten feet past the landing. Like it was weird, how he did that there. Like he was just pinning it. Yeah, it looked yeah. like he grabbed a handful of throttle out of the corner, and yeah. he was like, "Oh but, shit!" I'm but gonna... the gear they're wearing is nice. It's good looking gear, and but it's and it's easily detectable. And it was just everywhere on Saturday. Everywhere, <laughs> medics, carts, yeah, cartwheels, yeah. like unlocking hips left and right. That's right. Just. 
<laughs> oh boy. Um, Make good for good for their reality show. That's what it's all about. Oh, it's yeah, going to be good this week. I need to watch this one this yes. week for sure. Yes. I, I haven't watched any of them. I need to. You need to. They're good. Tomorrow. Right? They're good tomorrow. Yeah, you'll like it. Rhino is out of his mind on it. Yeah, which is yeah, which is makes my day. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Weege, have you watched any of these? No, I haven't. I mean, it's a travesty because I mean they picked the right guy. If Rhino's involved, it's got to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Oh, they they should just add in Brooks, throw Larry <laughs> oh. in there. Oh. <laughs> fantastic. Um, okay. What else? Anything else? We good? San Diego, yeah, Dallas good. this weekend now. Now we're coming to Dallas, East Coast. Are we doing a preview? I guess I never, we never talked about this. Are we doing an East Coast preview, I get? Uh, I don't know. Zach Osborne? <laughs> yeah. And he could still end up not winning the title, but is Ma- there that much to talk about? Marty. It's Marty. Marty's Marty. going to do it this year. This is I'm it. calling it. This He's doing it. it. <laughs> this is the year. Marty. J-Mart's in there. Yeah. yeah. J-Mart's in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. There's just been – it's not just Zacho. It's, it's just obvious that this West is so exceptionally top-heavy, it just doesn't leave a lot of other guys yeah. you know, on the East. You know who's a sleeper on the East is Dylan Ferrandez. Yeah. He hasn't been talked about much, no, has he? No, he came back from injury. Villeman's working with him. He got two podiums last year, I think, in his rookie year. One mm-hmm. or two for sure. He's got good skills. He's got, you know, another year underneath his belt. Like, Ferrandez could really do something. Um, the only thing that saves me on this social media these weekends that I'm not right. around is, is Villeman. It's the only thing that yeah. keeps me sane. He's, like, just when I'm about to bring the noose out and be like, I'm ending it. I can't take this anymore. Then Villeman comes and... Put some sense into some things. <laughs> Sheds light on all the situations. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he tweeted, he tweeted, Roger, Marvin, call me. I can skim mountains in fourth gear wide open. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Marv, Marv, I thought was good in the whoops. Not, okay, maybe not good. Marv was fine. Marv was yeah. fine. He wasn't, yeah, he was. He wasn't spectacular. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, they were. He wasn't Jess Pettis bad. Sorry, Noof. Oh, God. What? Our guy Pettis, our Canadian. You're yeah. just mad because he wrecked you in fantasy. He did. I am mad. Why can't? <laughs> oh, that, I seriously thought this might have been a Canadian thing. Nope. It's a fantasy thing. Just a fantasy <laughs> thing. <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Thanks to Fly Racing. Anything else, boys? Anything else before we go? I'm good. I'm good. How did Noof do in the place of JT, you think? Noof, you were at the race, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I thought you did an excellent job, and then uh, you, we didn't mention that you were there, but we'll give you that credibility also. I appreciate it. No, that was great. And all those, it. all those race wins and comebacks and everything, arena cross wins. Yeah. Yeah. Gaining oh. momentum. Okay, uh, flyracing.com. Thanks to those guys. Uh, please, oh, um, Racer X. Subscribe to Racer X. We're doing a we're doing a hangout. Why can't right? We're doing. Uh, uh, you get to hang out with me and you at a race, right? If you subscribe. yeah, sign up between now and basically when the Seattle Supercross happens, and then the weekend of Seattle, we will draw winners to uh, hang out with us at a variety. Uh, well, it's, it's great. Pick a race. Yeah, but we're giving you several races to pick from. We will take you to any truck you want, and basically on any truck you want. Yeah, a yeah. Trucks. The only problem is we can't guarantee if you pick an East Coast race, you blew it because Phil's not going to be there, and that's yeah. a lot less fun. Right. And there's a few trucks you can't go to. So. Yeah, there's a few trucks I can't go to. Yeah, so we <laughs> will have to take. Why take can't care go to? Why can't go to basically everything? Yeah, yeah. 
But <laughs> so, anyways, uh, please race your online and subscribe to that as well to the magazine. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, thanks to Maxis, thanks to folks at Alpine Star Protects, and thanks to you guys for listening. And Noof, Wygant, thanks, boys. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart, there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jump farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days. They're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go on.